This is the True Detective Podcast by Bleed TV, covering Season 3. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And this is Episode 6, called, what is this, Hunters in the Dark? Or Hunters in the Dark. Hunters Dark. I, did, did y'all, I mean, I didn't catch the reference from the name. Did y'all mean the show? Um, Not really. Not too I mean, much of this episode was at night or anything. Well, I, think about this. I mean... The, say your cops are your two hunters and they're in the dark about what's really going on. I mean, we, we to say it's just something that's simple. I mean, yeah. I mean, because, with the uncle know, when we're sitting down and everything. And comes in, to, y'all are way off and you're in the dark. I mean, y'all I guess you can make that the correlation, right you know, if you want to go that route. Well, I mean, we did see Hayes and we did see Tom hunting at night. You True. Oh, Tom is hunting at night that. by the end of the... I mean, Hayes goes back to the old Purcell house, I mean, at night. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. It's possible. I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did y'all think about the episode overall? Uh, I'd, I'd definitely massive come down from last week, which was a masterpiece almost. Um, but it's excellent still. It's just a lot more filler in this episode, a lot more slower paced. To me, this was just basically a... That a boy to uh, you know us and just about everybody else saying, all right, your theories are correct. Here's the breadcrumbs to show you more about how it's confirmed. You know? And that's what I felt like about the episode. I really enjoyed it. I, I love... I'm going to tell you right now. Some of the writing, some of the one-liners, the quick whips, the the stare-downs. Yeah, I mean, just a facial Stephen expression. Dorf, you know, I mean, just... That right there, just give me an hour of that. I, I, I'm, I'm satisfied. I mean, it was... I mean, he held a stink face for a solid five minutes this entire interrogation. <laughs> and, I, and I was for it the entire way through. I mean, when you're nervous in your chair as the viewer, yeah. I, mean, I think you're doing well. I mean... Um, it, Let me give it, a slight it, award to the veins in Tom's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible work. I yeah. mean... Incredible work. Way to be there. <laughs> I mean, um, how do you work those things out? Like, do you, yeah. are you just Jesus. <laughs> sitting on the pot a lot, or? Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I know you, like you said, it's a come down off last week. But I mean, we 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 all knew that you couldn't just, you know, the reason last week was so epic is because they, you know, what they brought to you at the end and the whole nine yard. I mean, just you can't just continue that scene over and you know what I mean, like that. But no, think, last week was epic in so many different. Right versions, you know what I'm saying. I mean, we did have the big action sequence, yeah. but I mean, the, the final pacing. sequence on the back porch and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just masterful. Just as awesome, just in a different way. Right. Not mm-hmm. action packed. It's just just right. awesome to hear. There's no doubt. Um, just diving into the episode, you know, I don't know if people don't want to wait. Um, by the way, we want to say thank y'all. Um, our last episode just blew it out for us. Um, record numbers. Record numbers we've ever had. We, we've broken to the top 50. We're in the top two podcasts for True Detective. And uh, thank y'all. I mean, wow. It, and the feedback. Of, I mean, we got a lot of reviews. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can't thank y'all enough for all the kind words that you've been giving yeah, us. Really, really appreciate it, guys. Please keep that up. Um, really appreciate it. But uh, like I said, let's dive into the episode. Um, what do y'all think was the most significant part of the episode this time? You know, to me, I'm throwing out there that basically it's confirmed that Hoyt is, you know, is definitely behind this. The, the, well, the reveal. Hoyt, and I mean, a little bit of combination with Lucy. It looks like Jake had it right that she had something to do with it a little bit and looks like she kind of sold her kids. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling like. Um, well, like we've always said, we felt like Hoyt was in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. 
We still hadn't. There isn't. We don't have confirmation or not whether or not we think the theory of the daughter, the Julie, maybe Hoyt's daughter. You know, yeah. we kind of went that far. Um, but we do see that they gave us some things this episode, and I thought was very key was when they visited that. What would y'all call that? Where the nuns were taking care of runaways. You know, it's an orphanage house or. Um, you know, whatever. sanctuary for runaway, yeah. whatever. You know, the key thing that stick, just keeps sticking out in my mind in the episode was the whole, the girl goes, you want something to write about, you got to write about what happens to girls here as she's discussing what, you know, that Julie or Mary July or Mary June, whatever you want to call it, was there five, six months ago and talked about being in her pink palace. And But did she say write a book about what happens to girls here Yes. Yeah. Or, she or did she say yeah. there? No, she no. said here. She said she here. Said, referring okay. to what's going on at the house with the nuns and everything. Okay. And then I think we were talking a little bit, discussing before the pod about the gardener. How it just immediately yeah, cut off. Like over they to made him. a point for her to look out that window and you see that truck. And I think the name of the company was Ardon Landscaping. Ardent. 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 Something like that. Um, and I do mean, we think that that has anything to do with it? Because she didn't look scared when she was looking out. But I mean. It gives that pan over. It's, it's more of like a knowing look. Yeah. And like we always say with the show, they never show you anything for no reason. That's true. It's Absolutely. literally focused on. And I mean, we get I mean? a solid 10 seconds of him like unloading everything. And, like not, not only that, when she makes the comment, you want something to write about, write about these girls here. Mm-hmm. It's the same time that she looks out the window and sees this truck and this guy coming in. So I mean, it's you know, it's not as like slap you in the face, but it's obvious there. That's a distinction, um, and so you know that goes back to you know sex slaves or you know it's about girls. Um, you know they, they make a point. It's about girls, what happens here, and so on. So I think we're going to get more development with mm-hmm. that. So that's something to keep your eye on. Mm-hmm. And bravo HBO for like when they put this in the little sneak peek and everything. We thought this was going to be. Uh, Julie, Julie, the entire yeah. way through. And then even when she shows her the picture of young Julie, and then we go back in, I was like, this is it. Like, I'm pumped. We found Julie. No, not at all. It's a nice yep. little twist, I thought. No. I did like that they started the episode off kind of strong with them interrogating Tom. Um, did again, we like how they were pressuring Tom and trying to pin this on him the entire way? I think they had to to make mm-hmm. this show because if they don't do it, they're going to call on the other two guys to eat him yeah. alive. Yeah, who will tear him up. And I, and I think it's a, it's a way of Roland showing that he still has care and concern for Tom, but still going there with that, that man, I'm going to kill you motherfucker face, you know, uh, is just what you're about unreal. But again, like you said, the veins in the forehead, whatever, this guy, he's broken. He's unbelievable, man. This, this Tom character, he's just unbelievable what he conveys at this scene. And... I even felt like I'm not real sure, you know, this or so on, which I don't believe for a second, you know, as the guy who's just observing that he has anything to do with it. But that they, they make it very convincing the way they put this together. And so I really appreciated that part. But, I mean. I mean, just that entire scene. The acting in this is phenomenal. And then the very end, when they're back in the uh, on the other side of the two-way mirror and they're looking back over, Hayes is looking at Tom, and then you see old Hayes in, in the, the reflection, reflection of it. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, it's like their transitions into different time periods. In this episode, were phenomenal. Yeah, they did a really good job. I mean, they, they always have. I mean, they really have, but like, I felt like I... No, this one was like a really cool like, you know, CG moment they yes. threw in. It was awesome. Um, which we don't get a lot of that, you know what I mean? No. 
they talk about the phone call. They talk about the truck stop. You know, they, they talk about, you know, they have a little spat where, you know, uh, you know, you want to take you home. They don't. I mean, you know, get out of the car. You know, you're a prick. I mean, they, a lot of dialogue and stuff that doesn't really clear much anything up. Um, but one of the cure, one of the things here is, is they decided to go and talk to Tom's bosses and out of nowhere, we get the, basically the conclusion that Tom may be gay, you know, visiting a queer bar. Um, they go and check his place out he has a pamphlet for a church location that helps cure being homosexual. Yeah. Um, things like that. This was completely unexpected to me. Like, I didn't understand where the significance or relevance for this comes. You know, I I, I don't know yet. But if they're going to do, or, you know, if they're going to break into some of this, like, fundamentalist Christian stuff, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, which could possibly be involved with the uh, the girls and stuff like that, you know, Kind possibly. of like the sex ring and everything. Yeah, could be in there. Um I mean, just oddly, today, did you see the massive investigation that came down about the Southern Baptist Church? Like no, yeah. All that, 700 counts. What? Of sexual abuse has come Jeez. down. Involving like 360, you know, people in the church and stuff like that. I mean, it's Holy cow. insane. Wow. And, you know, and then this, um, what do they call it? Uh, conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, with that, uh, what's her name? Juno, whatever. Ellen Page. Ellen Page just went on Colbert and, you know, had this massive thing. And then she threw Chris Pratt under the bus. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't that. seen that. Yeah. Okay, she threw Chris Pratt on the bus because his church that he belongs to believes in conversion therapy. I mean, it's like a lot of these things are just all of a sudden hitting right at the right time as far as what's going on no, in, in the, the real world and right everything. Now, you know? yeah. um, so That's I, crazy. I can see that it comes down to some of that. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, we, we, we keep going back to Will's uh, church, you know. Mm-hmm. He's posed that way and everything. I mean, it, I feel like it's going to have a, a tie-in of some kind. I mean, to me, it was just to be able to paint Tom as the bad guy for a little bit. You know, this was something, give us a little meat on the bones. Well, it's just like we said a minute ago, nothing is for no reason. And so I, I'm, I'm leaning more your way, Jacob. That's a way of tying it into something bigger than it is just for the viewer to show you more depth of everything that happens in the show. I mean, couldn't you easily see, like, you know, I've been, I've been pushing this Hoyt conspiracy stuff all this whole time, but it's like maybe the wife, Mm -hmm. you know, is the grandma and she goes to that church and knows Will and them, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And has seen the picture a bunch of times, whatever the case may be, you know, maybe she is like a sweet old lady. We don't know. We've not met them yet. You know what I mean? We don't know what they look like or how old they are or anything. Yeah, we have no idea what the Hoyts um, look like or anything. So it's possible that since Will's death was an accident, is what I'm assuming, that she would do something nice with the body. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to balance all these, you know. Like with, it doesn't yeah. seem like nefarious. You understand what I'm saying? I do to an extent, but with there only being a pink room and us seeing that by the end of the episode. Behind we, a massive yeah. <laughs> safe door. <laughs> it's not like we have a blue room or anything like they ever wanted Will. And so that makes it look a little bit more nefarious. No, I, I totally believe that's why Will and Julie were separated at yeah. the end. 
is because Will was not in the deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but him dying makes me think that it wasn't necessarily an accident anymore. Just because, like, there's nothing indicating that the Hoyts wanted anything to do with them. No, no, no. I, I think the Hoyts thought they were going to get away smoothly clean with Lucy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, not with Lucy, but with Julie. And Will caught him or caught up to him. Yeah. Before and they could so get then, her out. But then, like, I mean, then it's just murder. Like, I mean, I, I don't think it ended up being accidental by the end of you it. You also got to imagine that phone call. Do you think that phone call was staged? Because she makes it sound like she has no idea what happened to Will. She was too young. Yeah, she was too young. She thought Will was being just, laid down to sleep. Right. Okay. And then, like, when you've just been kept in this pink room with no outside world contact or anything. I mean, remember, she says it. She says... Right. I know. I'm just saying. He was laid to rest. Mm-hmm. He was like, we, we, he's laid down to rest for a while. I mean, that's what I'm saying. She's looking for a brother, assuming he's still alive. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's... And then the, the fact that she's saying over this phone call that... The guy pretending to be my father. Mm-hmm. If Hoyt's involved and Hoyt is the actual father, then he maybe he's telling her. Yeah, you but I mean, he I'm might saying? not even have to. He'd just be like, "I'm your dad." Like, yeah. you know, like, but I mean, not even saying like I'm your biological dad or anything. It's just like I'm your dad without right. even being it. What what I'm saying is, you know, and where I've been talking about Lucy selling the kids and stuff. Like that. Mm-hmm. She's not really selling the kids. Just selling Lucy. Just selling Julie. Julie, yeah. Will is collateral damage because Lucy wants out. Yeah. She wants a way. She wants a new start over, a new life. You know, the whole deal. So, you know, I don't... Like I said, what I'm, what I'm getting at is even though Lucy's made some horrible mistake that ended up getting Will killed, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it was nefarious intent. Right. I mean, I can see that. And like, I mean, it just ended up being a consequence of the actions. We'll be in Absolutely. there and everything catching Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Okay. Even, say even Lucy has made a deal with the Hoyts, right? Mm-hmm. And is like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take this payout. You can have my daughter. But does she know that maybe she's actually selling this little girl into uh, a child sex ring? Or a trafficking ring or something like that. You know like what I'm that. saying? Yeah. Right. Because the thing like Zach's brought up with you know the girl talking about right about the what happens to the little girls out here I mean that makes you makes it seem like it's involved in a way you know what I mean absolutely oh yeah and I mean the Hoyts clearly have connections in other countries to where you could easily move these kids around so it's not that far of a stretch and we are having more connections to season one in my opinion absolutely and so that was the big thing going on there and they talk about you know prostitution and stuff like that and it's like a lot of times it's trafficking Mm -hmm. you know what i mean where these girls end up staying in this you know lifestyle because they don't have a choice you know what i'm saying very true like you know they either get they junkie out or you know they're just slaves basically you know what i mean so i could easily see and this girl's even talking about you know some girls girls were tricking Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like I mean, it just sounds like trafficking. Oh, yeah. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. Now, you know, you, you mentioned the pink room. So, of course, my mind on mind is the redheaded security guy that went missing. They said our soul on, which we've always said that we feel like that the redheaded security guy is the guy who ends up that Roland and Hayes kill eventually. I was kind of hoping that was going to happen this episode, that, you know, be something, but it didn't. Um, 
so we see him at the pink room, but we also have the scenes where they visit him at Hoyt Foods, which is just so ironic when they do that scene. And they realize the things they talk about are his high paycheck. Again, the the pic- there's a picture on the wall where you see Hayes turn and look at it, and you see the redheaded you know, security guy. And there's another guy next to him with a big, you know, trophy, I, which I'm going to guess this is Mr. Hoyt. I'm assume this is Mr. Hoyt. You know, again, this was a, oh, there's a reason you show it. Um, but the one thing about this whole deal, the comment that he makes, you have a good body. Yes. What is the purpose here? To me, I mean, like this is the only episode that's ever talked about homosexuality, queer, this, that, or so on. Are we to believe that? Do you think that maybe? The reason, and I know this, like, I hate to say this, but, like, do you think that maybe the, that because Tom is potentially queer or there was issues with that or so on, that's the reason Lucy was targeted for Julie? Or because they don't like, because, like I said, maybe it's, it does go back to the church where, you know, you have a, a queer father with a, and a, a wife that are having issues with children in a home that somebody would, would want to take them away. I mean... It's just things that people, you know, you could think of. Is that a potential here? Well, and then could it be too far of a stretch to say Hoyt is gay himself, and that's why this dude moved up? I wouldn't go that route. I would I would be more to the ept of that the said security guard may be gay. Well, no, I'm saying that Hoyt is along with the security guard, and that's why the security guard moved up so fast and so highly. It's because he's in a relationship with Hoyt. All right. I, I mean, know. I know the, it's going. This, the, the, the pink room makes you feel like the guy has a fetish for kids, not that he's gay. That just that's okay. what I mean. That that's just yeah, me. yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's just my thoughts. I don't think that the I personally don't think homosexual anything like that has anything other to do that maybe this episode throws it out there for the viewer is that Tom is potentially queer, and this guy makes a comment you could say is potentially. You know, uh, uh, an attract you know an attraction. It's a weird thing to put in this episode a, when uh, it's painting a lot with. It's it. a very flattering, non typical male male comment. You know what I mean? Like, Cash, I'd never look at you and say, "Wow, your body." I'm just how dare you? I work long and hard. What are you, what are you blind? <laughs> yeah, come on. Your uh, hair, maybe, but no, nothing. Body, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one thing I will say though, a lot of times. When it comes to this stuff, you think you got to think more along the lines of child pornography as well. Mm-hmm. So even if you have a kink for kids, doesn't mean you actually have sex with kids. No, True. no. So a statement like "you got a good body" could also mean your body would look good on camera. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. So possibly our gardener, mm-hmm. you know, that shows up. At the uh, nun's place, or whatever like that. Plus, all these comments and things could lead to the the idea of like, oh, well, they have on hand males to perform sex acts on video. True. Filmed, I mean, yeah, filmed it's, in it's the it's pink room. For photography. In filmed pink in the room. pink room. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, so I, you I think the pink room could just possibly be like a sex chamber or something? Yes. Okay. Think about this. Tom walks into that room. And you see him kind of cock his head, and he has to refocus his eyes. Mm-hmm. That he's looking at something, going, "Is that you? Is that you, Julie?" Yeah, I think he's either watching a video, or he sees pictures on a wall, or this that are so on that are going to be pornographic in nature, like you're talking about over there. That 
it's going to it's going to mess him up. And this is the end of time, by the way. You know, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, Tom, Tom's going to have a self-inflicted gun wound when this is all over. So just so you know that. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Um, I mean, it, but also remember this this redheaded guy who was the cop who we all assume planted and, the backpack and all that stuff. Agree. He did. Yeah, yeah there's no okay. doubt. Then he gets this job as security, head of security. The year fall right afterwards. Yeah. At the, but Hoyt. it seems like it's head of security at the chicken. Yes. The yeah. Chicken it's factory. at the Hoyt plant. But he is head of security, or at least over the cameras yes. at night at the Hoyt home. So that's strange. I mean, it could be a promotion, or he could just live there. And uh, and the thing is, he's watching that camera, watching Tom like break in as just nonchalant and with that door open. So they had to be tipped that Tom was coming. Because like, there's just no way you leave that door open. There's no, there's no telling. Or maybe they get to Dan right after Tom gets to him. Because he's sloppy. He even yeah, tells him. Exactly. He came right back to the place you always come. True. Plus, Dan knows where the money's coming from. That thus, he's trying to sell it for $7,000. So Redhead could know this, and this is all in preparation because the case has got hot again. Exactly. They may have been staking out Dan this whole time. Find out whether or not Dan talks. Mm-hmm. That's why he's jumpy and everything else. He's super twitchy about the stuff. So now they got, oh, we got to take care of Dan because he's too talky. Now we got to get Tom because he's about to stumble across some stuff we don't want him to see. Yeah. So, you know, I, why let Tom get all the way into the house? Because, you know, you, you can tell the guy's cool as a cucumber watching the videotape. That he's breaking in and this, that, Well, so I mean, on. you know where he's going to end up the, going, the, the, so... The safe door is why is open enough for him to get in. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a trap. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I, I think it's a trap because you, you can conceal the body. Not going to hear a gunshot down there, obviously. And then you don't have to worry about anything. So it's a lot better to take care of it down there, let him get inside the house, instead of trying to do something in the Plus, yard. Plus, there's probably not a camera there either. <laughs> no, no there's probably cameras. Oh, no, but I would assume there's plenty of I'm cameras. I'm talking about like a security <laughs> camera that's being recorded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they control the security cameras. Here's the other cameras. thing, too. You saw them drive by, and they, this Hoyt place has got security at the gate. Yeah. I mean, this looks like one of those I mean, places is, that hold eyes wide shut parties. And I, I mean, I mean, is, is this guy in the mafia or is is this a cartel entrance? I mean, like, I mean, it kind of reminds is me the of guy Ozarks. who owns Hoyt Foods. Well, I mean, you okay. got to remember, this is like Tyson Chickens essentially, and so they've got money on top of money. But also, information is power. So if you are in bed with all these powerful people and you know. Or even have on video them and their kinks mm-hmm. with kids or whatever. Oh, yeah. You have loads of power. Oh, yeah. As far as blackmail. Well, this goes back to season two, you know, where they, you know, I mean, all yeah. your big wigs are, you have to own them. That's how yeah. you get anything done. You have to have something on them. I've seen that in movies and TV before. Oh, they yeah. literally stage something, you know, for the person. Yeah. I mean, Ozark did a great job of it. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like I easily see somebody like this having high security be protective because people are going to want to come and get, you know, whatever it is that you have on them, you know? 100% agree. Yeah. There's no doubt there. No doubt. All right. So we mentioned, I mentioned Dan a second ago. All right. We can conclude with a Dan that basically Dan has his little nugget of information, which he does give to Tom so the viewer gets that and so on. 
Great actor, I'm, right, I'm right there with you, by the way. Dan doesn't make it. That's the last time we really see Dan. Or we're going to see his death scene. I don't even think we see his death scene. I don't think we see his death scene. I think we've seen the last of Dan. Ah, you don't think they'll close it up? No, no I point. think it's going to be like a day and a half. Yeah. Remember they go says, back to meet him. He says, I'll call you. No, no phone call. You know, day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're not going to hear from him anymore. I think they go back to Waffle Hut just to see if he's there. And like we just never see Dan again. Yep. But I just want to say, great job by that actor with all the twitches and everything. Man sold it. Like I mean, they've picked everybody to a T. I'll be curious because the director keeps talking about it. She talks about the the body count, and she includes right. Tom mm-hmm. in the body count. Right. This is new. This is the first time that you find out Tom dies. So Tom dies in the 90s timeline. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right after where, he visits the pink room. <laughs> where, where do we think they find Tom's body? Well, I will, I'm, we're, I, but I'm, we're all assuming a suicide. Probably back I'm at the day, 100% I think they're going to make it look like a suicide. Oh, I agree. He's probably alcohol, in his blah, blah, house blah. or something, maybe back at the original house. I could totally see him being in the car. Just wherever he drove, they put him back in the car, and he commits suicide. Well, I mean, you've know. got to pull it away from the Hoyt residence and everything. Still. Maybe right. Devil's Den. You know, his car gets parked down there. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, Give us a reason to go back. Or, you know... Now that they brought it up, maybe put them in a like, um, a gay bar bathroom or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Something a guy dealing with his demons. You know what I mean? But also they do, think he's basically being pinned for something right now. Do too. we think this is going to be out there? Just kind of popped in my head. Car crash with Hayes. Like he just kind of gets pinned for it. Okay, so you mentioned car crash. If you remember old man Hayes when he has Roland in there, the the camera pans over to the book that's open. Mm-hmm. And if you we pause that page because we all watched it like that and we read through that stuff and it talks about a car accident. Basically, I felt like the car was upside down or something, and they had to find something in where the glass meets the screen of the windshield. Screen still mm-hmm. intact. Surprised at how pristine mm-hmm. it still is. Mm-hmm. Right. No idea. Right. Um, it's it's highlighted and, and it's blocked off in a couple spots. But it, like the only reason I'm thinking I'm this is me, because... Me, yeah, I mean, like you brought that car accident part up. The reason I'm bringing it up is because this could be maybe Hayes ends up killing Tom. And this is why they have that riff in their relationship. And Roland's just never able to forgive him. Because, I mean, we I mean, just have no clue of what that could be. And Roland, I mean, that is a big tension in this episode, is Roland thinking that Tom has nothing to do with it, and Hayes like, "Eh, let's not clear him just yet. I I really feel like in the the end, Roland's going to side with the political side of the things, and this case is done against Hayes' wishes. You know, you're going to maintain his lifestyle and being lieutenant, because you're not going to piss off the AG, and Hayes does it again. It it could be... I, I I don't think... If I'm just guessing, I yeah. don't think that's correct, Cash. I, I mean, this is a stretch. So like, it's I mean, a stretch, but what I'm saying is, but I, I more agree with the fact that Hayes does something to Roland to piss him off. Right. Not not just that Hayes doesn't agree with Roland's decision. Yeah, I see this being more than just work. Because it's another thing they've not been straightforward with is why Roland is mad at Hayes. No, and this what is the first did. time that we're kind of seeing part of that they're in not, relationship. They're not... They're not being coy not, with the fact that they, they killed somebody. Mm-hmm. They're not being coy with the fact that Hayes quit and just left, you know what I mean? Gave up 
is what he's kind of telling them. Right. And kind of gave up his his pa- his badge, kind of. So it's like, I don't feel like that's what made him mad. I feel I I agree with you, Cash. That there may be a underlying a moment yeah. of something he does that actually pisses Roland off. And I think we're gonna probably find it in the next episode. Well, I think I mean, we we've only got to two more at some so. point here. Um, well, it could it be what they showed you this episode of that he's pissed off because he's trying to take him home and he's like, you know. You know, you, hey, you prom queen, I hurt your feelings. You know, I ain't worried about my time clock. Da, da, da. Do you think not, that... Not long enough for a grudge like that. Do you... Well, how about this? Well, what do you think it has something to do with, going back to that book again, that maybe Amelia dies in that car accident along with a daughter? That's a theory, by the way. You know, I'm throwing out there. And that if maybe he wasn't on the job or something like that, that that wouldn't have happened? Um, that could be a reason that, you know, there's... You know, angry resentment, this, that, or so on. I don't know. The bottom line is, I keep going back to that book because we have yet to see the old daughter. And yes, I get, you know, maybe she's away or this, that, or so on. But I think there's a reason. I feel like I want to feel like there's a car accident or something. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense because the book wouldn't have. It keeps talking about the car accident, but I don't think it's about Amelia herself because Amelia wouldn't be in the book. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't be writing, writing book, and she's finishing the book. Right, and it's about and, and it's is this one the sequel, murder, you know, or whatever? Is this the sequel or is this the original? That's true. I don't know if she ever. I don't think she ever finished the second book. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm feeling like. What I'm saying is, is that you know, going back to y'all's things about car crashes that are so on. You know, I wonder sometimes it's what happened that could make them mad. You know, for him to quit because he wasn't there. The daughter scenario. I don't know. Um but let's dive into the old man um, Hayes at this point. We're having this great dialogue in the whole nine yards, and then he comes back in the room like he's completely oblivious. Man, well, you see it in his eyes, too. Like He, he flickers back over to Wes, and he's like, what are you doing here? Well, it's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, like, it, like they started over. Really. Yeah, like he completely forgot that he invited Wes over, and they had been sitting there drinking, and I was like, wow. And then it goes into the, you know, hey, is there a black sedan out there? Which they do not show you. Brilliant. That if what's actually out there, they just has him look out the blind. Because as we've been saying, like whatever they see, we see. But now Wes could be lying to Hayes, and I wouldn't feel like that's too shoddy of a character. What if all right, Roland West is also on the take for Hoyts? No, I just don't. I'm just putting it out there that he's living in a cabin out there on his own, doing his own thing, got away from everything. And so on, and he's living on the dime, and you know maybe I, that's part of it. I just don't any see chance him. of it? <laughs> I don't think so. I, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like it. Hey, no starting on a turn here. Okay, <laughs> no, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know. Yeah, I just don't I, see I don't. It. I don't even know about the car crash thing. It the, it, it, the fact that it's written from Amelia's point of view, or an interviewer or interview of somebody that she's reading. It almost seems like it's written from Amelia's point of view, right? That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. So it seems like Amelia is in a car crash. Yeah. I, when I read that part in the book, that's what it feels like. But why would you write about yourself in a book? About that, these murders. About these murders. Are you, she's are the she in, writing about her investigation? She's writing it? about the investigation. So, But I, like it was written in like a w- really weird place. It was. I mean, cause because when you look over, over to the next page, yeah, it jumps over into something that seems like it's you know more about the investigation, not com- what that was. Was it's 
I'm telling you, it was very unique. And it was, like you said, had that red block on the side. Part of it was highlighted. I don't know. Uh, you know, like I said, there's nothing in it. It's nothing for no reason. Everything has a reason. But a car crash, it does seem like there's a car crash is significant to something that's about to happen on camera. And, you know, could like you said, Amelia. Because we still don't know what happened to Amelia. We know she dies, but we don't know from what. Mm-mm. They have no clue. You know, but she would, I don't see she write. Is there a chance that she didn't finish the book? And that somebody else had to finish it because she died in it? No. I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, Because no one else is credited for it or anything. Well, not only that, I can shoot that down because she's reading the book as a finished product and signing it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so then, that kills that right there. Yeah. And um, so like at that book, reading and everything, though, we get an old character. I guess, well, I mean, not old character, but two episodes ago. I forgot what his name was. Uh, but old, Whitehead? Whitehead. Yeah, Whitehead. That wasn't him. That was him. That was. That didn't look like him to me. Oh, that was definitely him. I mean, you got to remember it's 10 years later, too. Okay. That's him. And he it, does it, have a scar on his I did, face. You did mention. And then once we got the zoom in, boom, you do see the scar. But, I mean, that was hard to see from a distance. I'm sorry. I don't think it was him. I think it's a different person. Because uh, the whitehead guy that was in the trailer didn't have a scar on the face like that. He just had a, a dead eye. That guy had what was a scar on his face. And Amelia looked at him and realized immediately this is what her husband was talking about, about a black man that had a dead eye that would bought all these dolls. And that's why she said the word dolls as it landed the scene. You know what? This I is actually, a different guy. I actually okay. agree with you because it's a different eyeball. Yeah. It's a tall. He's tall. He's slender. No, all I'm saying is Whitehead's eye is his right eye. This guy is his, his left, left eye. I um, think I'm not. I think I'm right. This guy's. It's definitely his left, but I don't know about. I. I that's not Whitehead. Okay. And I, I'm about. I'm about a hundred percent positive on that. But and you see Amelia immediate click yeah, it, dolls it's there. And of all places, you know what I mean. Now let's talk about this. His reaction. He's upset Do about the book. Do you know if they're alive? Do you know if they're dead? You don't know. You're making money off their pain. Yeah. And everything else. So this is a guy who cared for those kids. This is a guy who was a driver for a car for somebody who was meeting those kids that cared for them. I'm I'm telling you, this is the guy that's been playing D&D with Will in the Woods. I agree with that. The yeah. driver of the car for Miss Hoyt, who she was playing with Lucy, he was playing with Will. And the guy who has the physical prowess to carry a child... Into a caved area or that cliffside, whatever you want to say it, and placing there to help them. You follow what I'm saying? Because that no child, or anybody else, this is the guy who was there. He was the one who put Will where he was and so on. She, he's the one asking if she's alive and so on. The whole nine yards. I mean, you might be right because there is someone credited named Junis in this episode who was played by that actor. So it's not necessarily Whitehead. Bingo. <laughs> so but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. This is your driver. Now the mystery is who's the woman that he carries around, you know, that is helping, you know, who's playing with the girl or doing whatever, playing D&D, whatever the situation is. But would okay. he be worried about uh, Julia in this instance? 
I mean, maybe because I guess he played with the kids and everything, but if he knew what was going on with these kids, or do we think like he's just... You don't know. I would say it's more of a guilty conscience about what happened to Will. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And not only that, just because this person was out there playing with those kids, this or so on, doesn't necessarily mean that that's who took them. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that whoever's playing with them didn't take them. I, I would agree with you 100%, but like I said, I think this whole thing is about misdirection, misdirection, unveil, unveil. I mean, I that mean, means there's a lot of people in contact with these kids. Right. I mean, and then this episode also shows you the the Hollywood decoration, decoration uh, lady. How close she Too was much. with Lucy. I mean, like... She's sitting right there. I mean, she's best friends. Not only there, but she also goes outside, and they make a point to show her run up and go, oh, like this, and walk away with the reporter. She is there to keep tabs on Lucy. That is... that is That's concrete. Hey, you ain't telling me nothing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who's been screaming Halloween lady this whole yeah. time? I mean, I mean that, that's definitely been you. So, like I'm telling you, everything's happening for a reason, and... There, I'm just saying, I, I I personally don't feel like that this the guy with the dead eye and whoever he's with is out there. Yes, I do think you're affiliated with why the girl has become missing. Mm-hmm. But there is the chance that it's not. That, like Jake said, he's just the guy who was playing D&D. You know, he's the one who gives the dolls to the kids. You know, he's the one who actually cares for them. He's, you know, whatever. He knows Lucy from the line and realizes how terrible she is. And so he's trying to do something for these kids when he can't have a child because of his look, appearance, whatever you want to say. Well, he might not know Julie from the lines or uh, Lucy from the lines. It's possible. Because remember, there's a different character now. Right, but you don't know. He could be driving Miss Hoyt or yeah. somebody. You know, I'm just saying, like, we don't know if he's he knows connected. Lucy from the lines. If we're going to say this is connected to this person who took Julie, then you have to imagine he's connected to Hoyt in some way. And remember, okay, they, they're looking saying. into accidents that happened yes. at Hoyt and people with backgrounds. Oh, no, no, like no. Like, I get that and everything. Yeah. It was just like when he's saying that he might not have kidnapped him, then he might not know Lucy from the lines and everything. Yeah. That's all I was saying. It's very possible, but, you know, mm, I don't know. I think it's real easy to think of Hoyt in the fact that this guy has paid this salary to be the security director. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're using big trucks and that. How do we see traffickers brought in? You know what I mean? 18-wheelers, easy thing. 18-wheelers, they throw them in the back. I mean, it's all kinds of... Just fudge the numbers a little bit, especially in the 80s and 90s. we've already talked about the political corruption. The AG wants this gone. Make sure this guy is stuck for it. You know, this state, you know, state police are all, you know, given direction. It's obvious. It's the, the big fingers of power working to make sure it stays in one direction. And like Dan said, they're paying big money to make sure this doesn't, you know, go a certain way. They're not going to let loose ends and he's jumpy in the whole nine yards. So, I mean, like all that is there. Mm -hmm. Key, key, key all, all over it. Um, so, I mean, <sighs> one of the big things we have the director, you know, she's been talking with Hayes this entire time. Hayes just gets, do we think he gets too stressed out, starts forgetting something or he thinks she's too close and that's why he cuts off the interview. I think this might've actually been a moment where his head is hurting him really bad. Okay. So like, I mean, you think he just health I, reasons? I think when he was regurgitating memories about and talking to her, Mm-hmm. A significant one happened, and he had to stop. I think a significant memory happened. Uh, you know, that's just the way, that's the way I think. We had two, possibly two, if this was a moment, but also the moment with Roland, where he f- totally forgets he's even in his office still. Yeah, I, 
I think there's some more deterioration happening to Hayes. And it's definitely progressing at a faster rate than we initially thought. Yeah, I, I think what happened with the director and what happened in the office was like just something else that's mm-hmm. showing you and showing you. I mean, I, I told, like I said, I think Hayes ends this with a this, bullet to the, the show with a bullet in yeah. his head. I mean, we I mean? don't keep referencing this gun and showing it this often. Yeah, I mean, this gun's essentially a character now. With as much screen time I mean, as it's getting. And the fact that Roland sees the gun, mm-hmm. I mean, I easily see a point where he removes the bullets from it. That would in, be interesting. In order to save Hayes from killing himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like he's that guy. You know, so, I don't know. Do we, uh, I'm going to throw this out here as one of my first, after this episode, what I feel like the episode could go towards. I know y'all have said it a hundred times. The narrator doesn't lie. What you see is this that are so on. Could this story really be not about the mystery of the girl, this that are so on, but more about the death of an old man's mind? What, what, what this last episode is, is that you see Roland like, he's basically entertaining him, but they already know all the answers and playing this that are so on. Da, da, da. I know you're wrong. There's that one scene where he goes, are you trying to say this is going to be like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Shutter Island? Kind of, sort of. Well, like, bottom line is, like, what if the end is is that everything's been solved, but we're just going through his old mind to, for him to figure it out again? Just like you showed the scene of him talking to him, hey, what are we going to do? And then he walks back in, like, hey, Roland, how you doing? Well, and with the note passing, because... You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, do you understand what I'm saying? Is it... No, I know what you're saying, but I don't think that's the case, only because of last week's episode on the back porch, when he tells him, Lucy wrote the ransom letter yeah. or whatever. And he goes, why would she do that? I mean, it, it was real. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it was like real surprise. And I, and I agree with you. Yeah. But there's, there is a part Well, I mean, there's of me. some of it for you because he brings up the note passing again in this episode. And Roland's like, yeah, we knew that. So but they like, did know that in the 90s. Yeah. But I'm saying like that's what's leading to his case a little bit. Yeah. Because it is like, yeah, I mean, we did know that. But he didn't say it. Too, like, but, I mean, like, it was like, oh, okay. Even if that's true, if you don't know that little detail... It does. It, it probably wouldn't change the overall outcome if I if what I'm saying is possible. I mean, I think some of it is about the deterioration of Hayes's mind. I do, but I think that's more for the reveal. I think that's just a character, okay, you know, thing. I don't think it's necessarily. I think the mind stuff is going to play more into like what happened to Rebecca. Well, what happened to Amelia? Mm-hmm. We don't even know yet. You know, there's a few things so. And, and, for the and to his utter demise. Uh, is, uh, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, because like this episode confirmed that there was a pink room in a secure location with a dirty cop head security guy for Hoyt Foods. Okay, yeah. that is a huge nugget to give you on episode six when we're expecting big reveals mm-hmm. at the end. You follow what I'm saying? Like to me, that's a huge nugget you get at the end. Was the correlation? And so on. So if that is a nugget they give you now, what are the nuggets they're going to give you as the holy crap at the end moment? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is that what's left for us to go, whoa, no way, you know, to have that feeling. You follow what I'm saying? And so... I mean, it's yeah. just like it's just like Sixth Sense. I mean, the bottom line is is that we have this great story. He's investigating everything, and then guess what he finds out at the end of it? Ding, ding, ding! Spoiler alert: He was dead the whole time. You know what I mean? So, 
what if this whole thing is that we've known everything, we're entertaining this whole thing, we're unveiling the story through his mind and how it's broken up and this and so on. And at the end, by the way, we've known this a long time, Dad. You know, I've been trying to help you and da da da, da you know, whatever. I just don't see it. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I, I, I hope you're both right. Yeah, because I don't want it to be that, but I am concerned it could be possible. Oh, and another reason I say it is season one. It didn't end up being some like massive surprise at the end. You remember? No, it wasn't. It just kind of all of a sudden they just unveil the bad guy. Mm-hmm. An unbelievable well, end, ending the, of him. Yeah, at the end they finally got a few big clues that unveiled everything, and then they showed up somewhere. Yeah. Right. And we but wouldn't it's be the re- henchman that is that gets caught in everything. That's not caught the, and killed. It's, it's how it happens every time so far. And here it's looking like we might actually get the big wig, but also well by the end of it in 2015. But also we wouldn't be recording it as a TV show if this was all just to appease Hayes. They wouldn't go that far. No, I I truly think by the end of this, Hayes's son is the one who slaps the cuffs on. Whoever's behind this. Yeah, I would. I think that's I a plausible that, ending. But, but I don't know how he could. They're not I even in the I, same jurisdiction anymore. I, I don't see that at all. No, uh, to me, it's just going to be the final telling of the story. And then, like y'all say, like, you know, if Hayes does recollect or whatever it is or so on, does he eat a bullet? Does he, what, what, what happens? Like I said, they've shown us enough that there's something going on behind the scenes, even as old man Hayes. The, the black sedan, the not looking at the car, him, his mind coming, coming on and off, you know, the director chair, all that is for a purpose. And so that's going to be a revelation. And so I don't know, you know, and this episode also said, you know, Hey, she died of an OD. I made sure this said so on. We don't even know if Julie's going to be alive in the last part because nobody's ever said that she's alive in 2015. True. No one has ever conveyed her status of 2015. We've always talked about her in the in the sense of 80s and 90s. Like it hasn't even been yeah. brought up. Exactly. So, you know, if if we if, if they're not saying her status, which it, now they have said that somebody says that you know she OD'd, make mm-hmm. sure it looks like OD, whatever. Well, that just means like it goes back to the director. Oh, it's a staggering body count. That means Amelia is not there. That means every major character we've dealt with this is all dead. And everything else. I mean, so who's left of the situation? The only reason it's being brought up right now is to clear an innocent man uh, of being charged with the crime. And that was in 90. And we don't know. We don't have the conclusion of that either. I mean, this is a pure cold case. You know what I mean? So, I I mean. I I have no idea. Yeah. when I'm she talks about sh- the body count, she never mentions Julie. No. Well, I mean, she never mentions how many. She's just like, do you have you ever just sat staggering. back and thought the staggering numbers of bodies that are connected to this? Yeah. Right. For all we know, we see we we feel like we, he's killed one person. For all we know, these guys went out and killed a bunch once they figured it out. Yeah. For all you know, they find out Julie's dead, and the whole reason because this one sold them, this one knew about it, they were in on it, this that or so on, and bang, 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 they took care of business. You know. I don't feel like that's what's going to yeah, happen. But. I mean, I don't think they went that vigilante or anything. No, but. I mean, They're know. admitting to killing one dude. Yeah. And now this episode made it seem almost more like... Woodard could be the one dude. That the one dude might not be redheaded guy. It's possible. I mean, I hope it is. If they assume that this is the guy who well, offs the, Tom... The reason we say him is because he went missing 
after the 1990 investigation. True. He's the only person we say is, is that he's disappeared and we have never found him again. And mm-hmm. if you want two cops to never you know, make sure a body's never found again or never an issue, there's a good there's the two suspects for you right there. You know, that's on the money. Well, and he even says that he's, he's, uh, she brought up Harris again or whatever. Yeah, I mean, she brings him up every single time. Well, he said that to uh, Roland. Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, when they're old. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, he says... On the back porch and everything. No, we done. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, this episode... Oh, on this episode, too. In the office, t- he says, she brought up Harris yes. again. He says, you sure you know what you're doing and stuff like that? So, mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards this the red-headed guy. Oh, yeah. But, Which I'm also not even really sure what Roland could be scared of. It doesn't look like he's got many years left. So, I mean, it's like if you go to prison at this point for him, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah. No. But, and then we do get confirmation that his son is sleeping with this director. Which we did yeah. suspect. That was, that was a nice little find. You know, again, they show you the two glasses and mm-hmm. it's there so on. So it's kind of, you know. And I mean, like, he was like, well, how'd you know? It was like, well, I mean. I wasn't I'm, a detective. I'm still your daddy. And I, I was a detective. Yeah. And then he advises him not to tell his wife. Yeah, you know, I mean, it makes sense. Don't make her hurt to make you feel better. It was like, are you leaving her? He's like, no, I'm staying with her. Then there's no point in telling her. Okay, but I, I think this is a clue as well to Hayes' character. Correct. To something in the past mm-hmm. that he protected from Amelia? Amelia from. So could this be he made a decision, didn't tell Roland something, Remember, we talked about that in an episode, yeah. and that's the reason he's gone out of the force to that. He made a choice because something yeah. happened, and he made a personal choice. Yeah. And said, that's what I'm it. saying. I, now that we've gone this far, I feel like Amelia is going to discover something, mm-hmm. fill Hayes in on it. They're going to make a decision, you know, probably to protect Julie. And possibly to protect Roland. But not tell him. But not tell him. And then Roland thinks that he did something to screw him over? I, or just... Well, then does he find out what he did? And then that's what becomes the end of the show? Because, I mean, there would be something... Maybe he forgets that what he the decision he made. But Roland knows, would know what that decision was. and Because, I mean... I'm just saying If that, he just hides it. And it has nothing to do with the case, you know. I'm liking that more and more. I, I'm thinking Amelia. We've been on Amelia so hard, but it looks like Amelia really is just a bloodhound. Yeah. Okay. So, if Amelia discovers what happened and what's really going on, or a, a really big puzzle piece, and and fills Hayes in on it, it's like. If it is power people, Roland has moved up the chain. You know what I'm saying? Then he's lieutenant. Like, to protect him and his job, mm-hmm. possibly. and You know, whatever. I mean, Hayes quits. We know that. He just gives up. You know what I'm saying? It could be a situation where Hoyt starts taking out people. And, he, and Hayes knows if he continues down the path he's going, someone he loves is going to get hurt. Or somebody's already gotten hurt. And so he quits to... That doesn't seem like Hayes' character, though. Yeah, but I'm saying... What does he say in this episode? I became a coward as soon as you were born. As soon as you were born. Yep. And so why would you make that statement 
unless maybe he was being threatened or he saw the writing on the wall if he kept sniffing up the wrong tree okay. because he knew what he was doing. That is very possible. That's what I'm saying. In order to protect Roland mm-hmm. from possible or, death or, or his family or career suicide, his own family or whatever like that, I, I could easily see where he leaves. And, uh, you know, I just had something in my mind and I just lost it, but... There was something else, too, that made me think about Come it. Come on, Hayes. Pick it up. Pick it yeah, up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it was it's something. It's 2015. Yes, Bubba. It's 2015. <laughs> I, I don't know. I it's on the tip I, of his tongue, people. I can't think like of what it just... is, but I'm just saying I could easily see that being the case. Right. I mean, protecting your family. This may have something to do with Rebecca at some point. Because we still don't know what happened to her. No, I mean, we've got to figure that out. And I think it's all pretty safe to say she passed away. Uh, possibly, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, like, we haven't, or seen maybe Rebecca's gone because anything. he doesn't forgive her her dad anymore because of something that happened. No it could be another person who has another, you know, axe to grind or whatever. So uh, I, I know, know what it was. I know what it was. Now, what if, in order to protect um, Roland, they pin it on Tom? Roland is one hundred percent totally wants to clear Tom. Yeah. That could be what pisses him off. That if Hayes drops and quits, like I said, I think he would do it for a good reason mm-hmm. to protect his family and, and to protect Roland. But let's, after they find Tom, guilty conscience, suicide, but that Roland they, that they on the let force. them pin this on. But Roland's still on the force and everything. I think so that's that potential, doesn't... but that would not be the reason I quit. I don't know. I mean, I could see where he could quit just because he's like, not to protect Roland, but just to say... This job is forfeit. This job yeah. is bullshit because yeah. you're making me swallow. Like you did in 80. I told you that stuff was planted. That, you know, he just got... There's no body. No, he doesn't discover no, it's planted until the 90s. Things like that and so on. No, in 80, remember the AG walks over and said, we need to heal. We need to get this taken care of. We, we need to make a decision now. He, you know, he goes, that's 10 bodies. He goes, well, if you're going to put the kids on him, it's 12. Yeah. Get your story clear. But then in 90... They want to pin it on they Tom. Want, they yeah. decide to change it because that gets the lawsuit off the the kids, clears them of the whole, you know, the situation. Is Tom first is the bad guy after he commits suicide? And guess all that, the evidence is lined up on Tom now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the phone call set it up. The phone call. Yeah, the phone call. Not only that, they were waiting on Tom to show up at the Hoyt house. They let him break in. I'm just I mean, saying. saying it's starting to this paints a picture. Oh, I mean, we were talking pre-pod that very well could be Tom gets pink. But doesn't that this. seem to line up to what Hayes could do but to, I, dro- I, to drop it? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, like, it doesn't protect, it's not to protect Roland because Roland stays on the force and everything. I think it has to be something very drastic. It has to be a threat of life or, you know, whatever to something. Yeah, Roland stays on the force, no problem. For all, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's protecting him from. For all you from... know, Amelia dies because she was writing, and her secret book was going to be too close to the to the truth. I mean, you know, I mean, like her secret book could be the reason that she's dead. Is that she's writing it as they're investigating it, and so he quits, so she doesn't have the avenue, or he quits because she dies. She digs and he deep. thinks it's connected to it. And no, no, no. To protect the children. Once again, I think it's a decision they both make to protect themselves. Baby, you stop writing that book, and I'll quit the force. There's no way she quits writing that book, though. 
Like from everything we've seen in her no, character. No, first book, yes. Second book. Yeah, but I they mean. They even brought up this episode. The author wants it. Wants it or the publisher wants it real mm-hmm. bad. You know what I'm saying? I think that might be the two sacrifices they both make for him to be home, like you keep saying. Yeah. You know, I'll be home more. But I, he's not. I I think that it it's that's what it's gonna end up being. She gives up on the second book. I don't think there's any way she and, gives up right. He God but if you understand where this leads and you start seeing bodies piling up and you know they weren't what they're saying they are. Mm-hmm. Then you have to just like you, to, you don't you have risk to it. distance yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. When and you have kids, but like her character, how she's still pushing it and everything, it just doesn't seem like she's gonna ever stop writing this book. And so, like, I just I don't see that happening. I, I really know. don't. Whatever, I don't know. We can speculate where, all yeah, day. It's where I'm leaning. You speculate all day. You know, there, there's no doubt. Um, that's kind of the episode. I think the only thing we want to talk about. Really is the there's a couple a couple things in the preview for next week. So guys, if you're a person who doesn't like to listen to previews or watch the previews, this there or so on, that that is the end of the basically the end of the pod when it comes to reviewing this show. Um, we again really thank y'all for all your positive comments. If you want to chat with us or send us your thoughts or theories, and we put them on here, we will gladly do it. Um, always check us out at Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com. It's Bleed TV Podcast at on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, you know, send us a message, a link, friend, whatever you want to call it, this, that, or so on. Uh, we're excited to talk. And uh, please just give us a review on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, so. if you give us a positive review on iTunes, it man, it's just really helping us out. We broke into the top 50 overall on TV film on iPod. And, I'm sorry, uh, iTunes overall, which is awesome, uh, which is some of the best we've ever done. So we really, really appreciate you guys. So we're going to dive into the previews now. So if that's not your thing, we appreciate you listening to us. All right, on the preview. We go back to obviously they're gonna go back to the guy with the one eye. Okay, uh, you see Amelia basically communicating this. Um, you know, all right. So now we do have somebody we need to talk to that was never spoken to, and they're looking for him. And so that's in there. So obviously that's going to be part of the next episode. And then something out of nowhere, ghosts. Okay, which basically look like two nuns in all white. Dare I say, look like two KKK outfits, but you know, I mean, this, they do look like two. Yeah, I mean, this is what it <laughs> looks like. Full-length clan outfits, so they look. Uh, like. But you can see they have the the beads with the cross and other things on and so like that. Which I didn't see the beads in the cross. I just, the, the picture that had over there that had that the jewels that come down from the chest all the way down to the waist, like that. There was a mm-hmm. little line there, like rosary. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. I see would say that. it's a rosary. Okay, yeah. I didn't see that. I thought it just looked like big silly ghost. <laughs> No, yeah. they they definitely had like uh, okay yeah. something oh, okay. that made it look like they came from the church. You know, I'm just being honest. Okay. Um, and this is a new wrinkle. Thus, going back to what you just talked about earlier, is that you know putting you know creating a church being a huge element of this, and just in the beginning of everything. Remember, the church was a part of where they thought the the preacher, the way he was posed, them going back to it, nice ass, they find the girl there. You know, there, there could be a hundred different ways how they connected back to the church over and over and over again. That preview really is ramming it home that the church is definitely more involved, that maybe these two girls are identifying kids of poverty or bad situation homes that are easy targets to be taken advantage Prayed of. upon. Yeah, and right. whose house are they passing by? Halloween ladies. That's who they're even questioning. Yep. A questioning Halloween lady. Do you remember who these... Ghosts. Do you are. remember these two ghosts coming by? But it looks like that photo is like right outside of her house. It's like I think Halloween literally literally took the photo. Yeah. 
So maybe Halloween Lady is not nefarious, but she is involved. And just Man. just with knowledge. I'm going to be disappointed if she's not. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. If she's not involved in some form, well, especially with I'm going to be mad. That we've heard in, is being pointed at Lucy. Like I'm thinking Halloween Lady's got to have some kind of involvement. Well, maybe not, if not involvement, information. Like maybe Lucy's told her. I'm, I'm going she's with straight got, involvement. She's going to have the key piece. I'm with Kat. I want involvement. Damn it. I want, I want it. I've been saying this since the beginning. <laughs> I want the involvement. I'm just... I'm not letting her off the hook. No, like I'm not saying that she just has information. No, hood's like, still it, warm. Yeah, hood's still warm. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the flame got turned up an extra hair. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, th- those are the key things. Um, and man, two episodes left. Man, just killer. Hey, he's burning his clothes. I mean, we're getting to the point where yeah, we're so gonna f- see him kill Harris. Yeah, it looks like. And we're sticking with it. We're all we're in sticking on Harris. With Harris. Yeah. yeah, Harris the goner. And so on. You come here for correct opinions, and that's what we give you. <laughs> but guys, it, go ahead. I mean, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, please. Yeah, it, yeah, it was mean, just a great episode. Send us the theories. Yeah, yeah please. Whatever do. you got. Yeah, absolutely. we've only got two episodes left. Left. And Let, so, let's see what y'all got, everybody. Absolutely. And guys, don't forget, Walking Dead came on tonight as well. We are podcasting Walking Dead as well. If you want to catch it, I know there's a lot of Walking Dead podcasts out there, but we uh, this we do is it literally as well. called the Walking Dead. So yeah, please so, check us out. Yeah, check and us then, out on that. Uh, it's probably mine's TV. just kicked off in the UK. That's right. So everybody that's watching that. So if you haven't watched. Uh, Kirk Sutter's uh, Mayans, and you're watching it now. Enjoy so, that. Mayans MC, go ahead, check us out there. Um, We'd love to have you. And then good news, well, bittersweet news. End of, End of the Badlands returns, which is one of our favorite shows, uh, but it only returns for... Eight more episodes. Last eight episodes. Um, damn you, AMC. Um, really enjoyed it. It was something different and unique, and so... We're going to cover it as always because we believe in completing uh, what we start. And so we just uh, re released some really good interviews we did earlier yes, in the season. Yes, so yes, feel free to go uh, check those out. That comes out the 24th. And of course, Game of Thrones in April. We will be covering every episode on that as well. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe to that once we have that pod up to be looking for it. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it a night. Uh, this was Blee TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. We'll see y'all then.